it's been really a blessing in my life to be able to help walk them through because I speak insurance. Yeah. They don't need to learn that language. I can just say, okay, here's your situation. No. He says, well, what were you doing then? Well, I was networking. I was talking, you know, to walking into businesses, saying hello, introducing myself. He says, well, why aren't you doing that now? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I doubled down on getting involved in networking. And about a month into that, as it started to working, bam, COVID shuts everything down. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week. And uh, I hope you guys are, are going to enjoy your weekend. I hope you guys got good plans. I hope you're spending it with the people that you love. And before I introduce my next guest, uh, just go over a few of the things. If you guys love this podcast, if you got any value out of it, uh, please share it with your friends. That's how I can grow my podcast and, and how we can all grow together. Uh, follow me on daltonkjensen.com or Twitter at daltonkjensen. Um, that's really where I'm the most active now. I'm going to be writing a lot there. Uh, pre-order my book. If you're a freelancer or you're a small business owner and you want to learn how to sell better and, and connect with your customers, uh, you can pre-order that on Gumroad. The description will be in the link card below. Now, without further ado, let me introduce Norm Wilkinson. Norm uh, is the happy health insurance guy. We go over his story on how he got into the health insurance industry, how he's thriving in the health insurance industry, uh, and how important the relationships are that he builds uh, to him. So with all that being said, I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you share it with your friends and please welcome Norm Wilkinson. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Okay, cool. We're live, man. Sweet. Yeah, dude, you had you had 40 people uh, at the Connect Utah meeting. Um, where'd you guys meet? So we meet at uh, Fat Daddy's Pizzeria down in, uh, down in Provo Center Street. Oh, it's nice. fantastic. So he does... Uh, uh, Chef Chad Pritchard down there for us. He does pizza every other week because it is a pizzeria, but he's also yeah. a uh, fully trained chef. So he makes us some just surprise meal on the other weeks, which is. <laughs> wow, dude, you guys got, you guys got a good group and custom food, man. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. Let So Norm, we know each other through the connect you talk group. Mm. Um, and for those uh, and I've talked about that before because I've met a few of my guests from Connect Utah. Um, but why don't you go ahead and like explain what Connect Utah is, how you guys got that, like as, how you got involved with that and, and kind of start there. Okay, super. So uh, so a few years ago, uh, this would have been almost three years ago, it was December, which is actually part of kind of, kind of a fun part of my background, I had uh, run a newspaper for 25 years. Oh, no kidding. And I had suddenly, you know, we'd gone out of business. The cool thing to say is, you know, I closed that down and transitioned. The hard thing to say is, you know, we went flat out of business. Uh, what what happened? Went, what news? What newspaper was it? So it was the Thrifty Nickel newspaper out here. Okay. And okay. I was trying to transition into some uh, some agency work. And it just, in the end, it didn't work out. So, uh, you know, wound up calling all my employees, said, come get a hug, come get a paycheck. And then we're all going to figure out what to do for a living. And so yeah. a few years, a few months, I should say after that, I went back actually to my BNI group 
and said, guys, I need some help. I don't know what to do with my life. I'm trying to figure this out. I said, I need a, I need some kind of a career that's going to do three things. One, it has to be based on relationships. Two, it's got to obviously pay the bills. And three, it needs to feed my Disney addiction. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, wound up with uh, start. That's how I got my start into health insurance. And there just happened to be a guy there uh, that morning that was yeah. involved with Connect Utah as well. Said, hey, Norm, you know what? You should come down to, uh, well, at the time it was Oregano Italian Kitchen, which was another restaurant owned also by Chad Pritchard. And uh, so I started to go to that get involved as the happy, well, actually at the time I was just a, as a health insurance agent. It wasn't until a year later, I branded myself as the happy health insurance guy. <laughs> and, uh, and so just getting to getting, I guess, familiar with what Connect Utah was and getting into networking a lot more, uh, more religiously, more faithfully that way, and really getting to know people. I just had a lot of fun with it to where well, now I wind up as the community director for one of the one of the groups, the Utah County Group, uh-huh. and uh, Hillary uh, is my, our other community director down there. So Roger Copenhaver is the guy that actually started it up, and he started it a little over six years ago. Yeah. Started uh, doing. Uh, we just we affectionately refer to them as the Breakfast Club up in <laughs> Davis County, and so they were kind of the original gangsters of of Connect Utah, and now there's. Mm-hmm a bunch of different groups up and down the state. We get together once a week. We don't have a membership requirement. We don't keep attendance. We just say, hey, you know what? Come help each other out. Your cost of admission is buy lunch, tip your server. Yeah. (laughs) Right on, man. So you mentioned that you mentioned that one of the things you had to do when you transitioned out of the newspaper gig was find something relationship based. So how did you come to, why, why was healthcare the, the transition into that? Well, it was interesting. I, I didn't transition to that immediately. I wound up okay. working, uh, working over actually at Vivint uh, for a little while, and which is a fantastic company. Nothing yeah. at all negative I could say about the company, the people involved. They're all really, really some wonderful folks down there. But I learned a lot about myself in that three months that I was there because basically every, every transaction was just a transaction. Yeah. So it was, yeah. I, I realized that no matter if somebody said, no, I'm not interested or if somebody bought everything in the world that they could possibly buy. The call basically ended with, okay, Hey, cool. I will never talk to you again. Click. <laughs> right. That was it. Either yeah. you made money or you didn't. And that was the yeah. entire benefit of the, of the transaction. So I realized that, Prior to prior to that, of course, in the newspaper, I would see a client every single week get changes on their ads and really built those strong relationships. And I realized that I needed that for my soul. So when I went into went in that morning and said, okay, you know, this is where I'm at, I realized that, okay, great. When I talk to somebody as their insurance agent, this is fantastic because, yep, they're going to buy some insurance if it's right for them. We're going to get them taken care of. But then in six months, if they have a question, they can call me. Yeah, and I can make yeah. a new Facebook friend and I can keep the relationship and I can be their main point of contact. Yeah. And the, you know, the initial people that were my, were my first clients, I still talk to, you know, at least every yeah. few months just to check in on them, find out how they're, how they're doing, whether they're still, you know, quote unquote on the books or not, I still can check in on them. I've built those relationships. So that's been, yeah. 
that's been a really invaluable piece of it for me. Yeah. So just being able to like keep tabs on people and, and really kind of see, like follow their whole journey as a, as a customer. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really important. It's especially like I'm a sales guy. Um, but mo- you know, the, and, and the crazier, you know, the higher ticket you get, right. The more expensive it get gets, the, the more, you know, you really got to invest time into people, right. Figuring out what's going on, investing in, in the situation, investing in, you know, what they got going on. Um, and so that's great, man. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's fun. I get to know just this little piece of, of a lot of people's lives. So yeah, uh, yeah. that that's a great thing. And then when there are times, you know, unfortunately you're not in health insurance very long before you have a client that has something go wrong and they actually need to use said health insurance. It's been really a blessing in my life to be able to help walk them through because I speak insurance. Yeah. They don't need to learn that language. I can just say, okay, here's your situation. And then I can translate that to the insurance people and translate what the insurance people say back to the, back to the yeah, client. So you kind of so broker, you kind of broker these claims. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not enough, not, as an agent, I'm not officially a part of that conversation, but sure. I love being the dude in the background that's just helping make the connections and making the transition smooth. Yeah, dude, because health insurance is, is wonky, man. <laughs> it so totally is. It is, you know, people say I hate health insurance and it's like, yeah, so do I. That's why I do this for a living. Right. Because you take, I mean, in a couple of months, everybody's going to be jumping online trying to buy their government healthcare.gov plans and there's going to be 72 of them or something to choose from they're going to look through they're going to say oh well let's just see okay i guess i'll go with that one because the budget works yeah and then they go to use it and they don't know what they bought they were just realized okay i gotta buy something yeah they didn't want to invest several weeks becoming a health insurance expert and who (laughs) would blame them so I like yeah. being their on-call health insurance expert. Yeah, man. Health insurance is a big one. Even if you're not buying it yourself and you're getting it through like an employer, um, mm-hmm. it's still confusing. You know, you got to learn about all the, all the acronyms they got, dude. <laughs> yeah. oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? PPO, mm-hmm. whatever yeah, your else PPOs, they got. PPOs, your HMOs, your EOBs. Your... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I remember getting hit with a new one. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is, man. <laughs> yeah, so, I've been yeah, doing this for funny. three years. It still happens. Someone will say, well, well, what about this? And I'm like, yeah, you're while like, I Google that, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, though, because there there's always some new kind of angle, dude. Like, like, yeah, that that's just so interesting. So so take me back again. So you you get out of Vivint and then and then how did you stumble? Upon, how did you like? Oh, yeah. Health and health and selling health insurance. Sounds great. So at first I had no idea. It just felt right. So I, I went into a yeah, yeah, yeah. I group in the morning and said, guys, I need help. There were actually three offers that I got that morning, which was a huge wow. tribute to the relationships that I'd built. I didn't know. I, you know, yeah. if anybody knows me, if I walk into a room, I will own that room. I'm never intimidated by any kind of a crowd, whether it's you know, no matter what the scenario is, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to have fun with it. But I'll tell you what, walking into a room of 60, 70 people that you've known for eight years and just not knowing, do they have a relationship with the newspaper guy? Do they have a relationship with Norm? 
that was oh, an intimidating yeah. morning. That's that's the one time walking into a crowd that I was intimidated, scared stiff, but I walked in and just said, okay, here's what I need. And three people approached me and said, hey, you know what? We'd love to, uh, you know, bring you on. I could have been a mortgage guy. Yeah. I could have been a title guy. And thankfully, I took the, I was, you know, in my case, anyways, I was smart enough to take the job that came without a paycheck. Right. And uh, I met with uh, Jeff Christofferson, who was uh, the first actual agent for the, for the company in Utah. And he, he'd been in that BNI group for almost three years. He said, Norm, I think I know you well enough that you would do, you would do well in this. Uh, let's, let's sit down. So we sat down, we went over to Costa Vida, had lunch, chatted for a bit. My wife teaches that just happened to be her early out day. I called her. I said, honey, I need you to, I need to come kidnap you, take you out of your meeting, make you skip that and come down and meet Jeff because (laughs) I am going to jump right now, but I've got to get your vibe on this. I've got to make sure that, you know, you are full on behind this because I'm going to jump away from this whole great guaranteed eight bucks an hour (laughs) (laughs) into something that comes with, uh, you know, a price tag to it. You know, I'm going to have to pay to get licensed. I'm going to have to pay to go through the schooling. It's back to running my own gig again. And she came down, what was going to be a 20 minute conversation was a couple hours. And she just, she looked at me and said, you have to do this. This is where you belong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what's you know what's crazy about it. So that was a Vivint. That was the eight dollar an hour Vivint job. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but the, you were a salesman there, so there was a little bit of commission there. Yeah, there was there was commission. There is, it was. Uh, you know, I didn't go hungry there at all. Yeah, it was. You know, income wise, it was good. And there's people there that are fantastic at it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the way they that's yeah. the way they work. You know, they they can live with that. Okay, great, perfect. You know, what? I got this person taken care of. Boom, done, move on, never think about that person again. But after 25 years of taking care of the same clients over and over and over, I'm just a full-on relationship guy. I want to talk to somebody now. I want to have the transaction, of course, because it's sales. But then I also want to call them back in two weeks and say, hey, how's it going? Everything working great? If you bought an alarm system from me six months ago, you're thinking, yeah. why are you calling me? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. But on sure. the other hand, if you're, if I'm your health insurance guy and I'm calling you, hey, how's it going? Have you needed to use it? Is you have any questions? That makes total sense for an insurance agent. Yeah, well, and I'm sure, I'm sure year after year, they keep coming back, right? And that's the, that's the kind of the part that, that we like about those like insurance sales, like, because you can sell it more than once. Oh yeah. You've got that residual. You've got that client that's going to yeah. be with you for the next decade and yeah, you're still going to be making money on that. And they're going to be, you know, still sending me referrals because I did my job. You know, it's not like it's yeah. that hard a thing. I did my job, but in reality, uh-huh. all I'm doing is taking care of them. Yeah, no. And that's, and that's part of your job as like a, as a sales guy, right? Like as salespeople, like that's our job is to like take care of people, answer their mm-hmm. questions you know, one of my favorite quotes from, I think it's, it's in Jeffrey Gitmer's The Little Red Book of Selling is, uh, everybody hates to be sold, but, or excuse me, everybody loves to buy. Loves to buy, but, but hates to but be no, sold. But no one wants to be sold. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it, no, that's it. Right. And so you just got to make people feel like they're, they're buying and not being sold. That's the crazy oh, yeah. part. dude. You know what I mean? You gotta be, it's, it's gotta be their idea. You gotta make mm-hmm. them think it's their idea. 
Well, and the fun thing with this gig, it's like 90% of the people I talk to in a given day are not going to be my customers. Just sure. flat out what I sell is going to be, it's going to be a niche product. It caters to the people that are taking, the, that are earning too much income to be subsidized. So they're not getting the tax yeah. credits from the government. The people that are getting tax credits, you know, I'm going to go through my little qualifying process and I'm going to say, oh, hey, you know what? Yeah. It looks like you could buy something from the government for $52 a month. I'd love to sell you this $800 <laughs> a month health insurance plan, but I'm not going to do it. You know, let me hook you up with a partner that does that into the business. Yeah. They're going to yeah. take care of you. So when it comes down to what I do and I say, okay, here's, here's your options through the government. Perfect. You're going to be better there. But then when I look at, say, my household of five, and I'm like, okay, if you're paying full price for this, it's 2300 bucks. Yeah. Or I could cut that bill in half and get you better coverage. What are you going to go with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at that point, yeah, it's a no-brainer. So what's like the biggest thing you've learned since being in the health insurance industry? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> there's There's so <laughs> many things. I think the biggest thing that, I've learned would be a lot more about myself than about, uh, than about insurance. It's okay. just that I'm happier if I'm taking care of people, you know, I'm happier if all I'm doing, I like to say, I don't really work for a living. I just keep <laughs> off with my friends all day. I yeah. make a lot of new friends. Some of those friends need health insurance. Some of those friends need health insurance from me, <laughs> but if I can keep busy and I can keep myself just just talking to someone and helping them out with their situation, whether they're going to be my customer yeah. or not, they're my client. So if I can just help somebody out, then that just keeps me positive and keeps me happy. I mean, I branded the I branded myself as the happy health insurance guy, so I better do something to keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. So let me ask you this, because th that's kind of a big jump, right? You go from, you know, owning... Uh, an ad agency, a, a, an ad newspaper agency, right? Um, to Vivint. And then to, so, you you know, you have stable income, you, you know, you have stable income again, but then you take the leap to nothing, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming this is later in your career when you're a little more established in your personal life. How does that, how was that? I mean, I know you brought your wife in and everything. Um, how was that? How was that transition though? That's a big one. You know, Sometimes when you're, you know, when you're 18, when you're 20, when you're 25, you can take that. But when you're older, you got kids and stuff. You got a mortgage like that's scary. What, what happened? For me, it, I mean, it, it had its ups and downs. So yeah. there was absolutely the little chunk of terror of, well, okay, yeah, there's nothing. I might not get paid on yeah. Monday. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. What? was scarier for me was the thought of having a job again. Really? You know, just what do you, what do you, of, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? So, uh, a great example when I was with, uh, you know, the rigidity of punch the clock here, punch the clock there. Sure. And the one afternoon when I got a text message from my daughter, I'm looking at it. And this, yeah, it's my phone case. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got a text from my daughter. She wasn't feeling good. She thought she was going to throw up. So, okay, I'm just Joe Blow business guy. I'm going to go get in my car and go pick her up. And then I realized, oh, wait, I've got to email 24-year-old Skippy and say, can I have permission to go pick up my daughter at school? Because she, I'm like, dude, this is like third grade. <laughs> and, uh, and so 
it was scary and it was it was full on tough financially yeah. for a bit. Yeah. I, mean, I was definitely running scared. I was, you know, we had, we, three months before we went out of business, I bought my dream house. Oh, wow. And man, I was so scared we were going to lose this place. Uh, just the, yeah. the fear factor there and having to live super tight and yeah. not knowing. And, you know, we made it through. We made it, you know, the first year I was still trying to figure out what in the world I was doing for a living. Well, luckily insurance is set up so that you can make a living while you're trying to figure out how to make a living. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause if you get your first couple sales, then, then that mm-hmm. keeps going. Okay. Yep. So at least I wasn't quite starving to death. What was the hardest was the fact that I was using my wife's money for everything. You know, and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of couples, I don't know how they do that where, you know, all the paychecks just go into one bank account and okay, great. And there's just, here's your family budget. Yeah. I'd always been able to, or at least usually over the course of 25 years running a business, been able to say, Hey, you know what? My wife goes out and makes some money. She can do whatever she wants to with it. She can party. I'm paying the bills. Maybe it's a macho thing. Masculine. <laughs> there's my toxic my toxic masculinity. (laughs) I have to pay the bills, (laughs) but, uh, but being able to pay all the bills and if she has, and she teaches, so, you know, to be able to, for her to take her money and say, Hey, you know what? I want to go take the family to Disneyland. Hey, that's cool. But for me to say, Hey babe, um, yeah, I know you got paid today. Uh, I kind of need all your money for the mortgage payment. That's the toughest thing I've ever had to do. Wow. Really? Be able to say, okay, yeah, um, you know that great insurance gig I got into. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to steal all your money again. Sorry, babe. Uh, there it is. I need you to cover the mortgage for us. That that was tough. Yeah, it's tough, man. And getting to the point, you know, crossing that threshold again where it's like, okay, super, and Disney is our thing. So, uh, you know, the fact that my wife has paid for a few Disney trips where I love that because I didn't pay for the Disney trip. That's great. You know, that's awesome <laughs> on my end. But sure. the fact that she's able to do that, she's able to have fun with the income that she brings. That means the world to me. So that, that piece of the transition of, that was the hardest thing of the transition was when I wasn't making money and having to say, "Hun, I need all of your money. Oh yeah. By the way, we still can't afford ramen. <laughs> right. Don't know what to do. You know, yeah. and uh, and so, there was a time going into that where, you know, we were uh, getting food from the Bishop's Storehouse. Uh, for those of you that are not members of the same faith, you know, the church uh, has a little food bank where you can go get some food for free to help you eat and survive. And then we got out of that point. And then we got onto the point where, okay, great. Now, you know, there's revenue coming in and I don't have to do that. And I can yeah. help people out instead of the guy, being the guy that's being helped out. Not that's a lot of different. So, uh, so what changed? So what helped you get from point A to point B to, you know, to, to hit these, hit these milestones? The biggest thing was, uh, about a year into the business and I was just struggling. We have open yeah. enrollment. November to December is typically the biggest months in insurance. Yeah. And everyone around me is making money and I'm not. And yeah, I, geez took to uh to steve Conkret, who's our uh regional director who's become a really good friend and i said steve i need some help i don't know what i'm doing wrong 
And he said, you know what? Here's uh, here's some Simon Sinek. Find your way. <laughs> and, yeah, man, I love that book. And he walked me through that process and just said, figure this out. Figure out why you're doing this or why you're doing anything. And talked with Jeff Christofferson, the guy that brought me into it. And he said, okay, well, you know what? Have you ever been successful in your life at all? I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> Says, okay, well, what are you doing now that you weren't doing that? Oh, I'm trying to call, you know, 200 people a day. And he's like, okay, when you were successful, were you sitting at a desk trying to call 200 people a day? No. He says, what were you doing then? Well, I was networking. I was talking, you know, to walking into businesses, saying hello, introducing myself. He says, well, why aren't you doing that now? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I doubled down on getting involved in networking. And about a month into that, as it's starting to working, bam, COVID shuts everything down. Wow. So while I still had my same why, and I looked at networking and everything's going virtual, and I'm like, oh, that's just going to stink. That's going to be, you know, I was really sarcastic about it. I'm like, yeah, virtual networking, staring at a screen all day. That's going to be effective. And right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well, I mean, yeah, COVID, COVID made a lot of people... Uh, made a lot of people have to pick up new things, you know what I mean? And, and learn new things and try new things. And, you know, you had to really like figure out, figure out what your game plan was because yeah, I was in like, you know, outside sales. That was, mm -hmm. that was uh, not going to be possible for however, you know, at the time, however long that was not going to be possible for. Um, but, you know, I was grateful that like, I, I like, I, I'm a phone guy. I'm mm -hmm. an email guy. Like I love, I love cold calling. I love emailing. I love, but, but I'm also good at that. Right. Like I sold, you know, one of my favorite jobs was selling big industrial metal machines in my, in my home state uh -huh. of Iowa. Um, nice. Cause that was great. You just walk in there and you're like, yeah, man, let's, let's go. But, but yeah, in 2020 you had to, and even now, you know, some people are just so used to it. Like, ah, yeah, just, you know, so you got to kind of find the, find the right groove. Thankful for yeah. networking groups though, man. They're, they're a game well, changer. It was so fun because I, you know, and here's my, uh, oh, my, my you mouse, you know, but I can yeah. drive to Logan from Provo by going, okay, I got to go to Logan now. Click. Hey guys, how are you? I'm in yeah. Logan. I just drove two hours by clicking a button and I could go to six networking groups in a in a week. And that just was magic for my soul because I built these relationships, with people that <laughs> I would never have a chance to meet if we were just doing in-person networking, because I can't be in, you know, Provo at nine in the morning and Logan at 11. And then, you know, there's just no way to physically yeah. be in that many places. And I could do that with virtual. And because of that, you know, honestly, that helped me develop my my why a lot more into my why is full on my family, but it's also the relationships that I build and yeah. being able to see the situations that, that everyone's going through just to be a part of their, their process, even if that means, you know what, I'm going to spend a half an hour and, you know, I realize in five minutes, you're not my customer. <laughs> okay, cool. That doesn't mean you're not my client. I'm still going to take care of you. I'm still going to say, okay, this is going to probably be your best situation. Let me say up with this, this other guy that's going to, you know, I always introduce him as my partner. We're not business partners. We just help each other. We send yeah, each other yeah. referrals. Like, hey, you know, my, my partner over here is going to be the guy that helps you. Let me make the connection. There you go. You're taken care of. 
Yeah, for sure, man. Well, that just helped me a lot. Yeah, dude, that's incredible. Well, um, yeah, man, that, and what a cool story, you know, because it's hard for, you know, especially I love those stories of like coming from some stability and coming from like your own thing, you know, realizing it's not going to work for someone else. So you go back to, you know, working for yourself and taking all those risks. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of cool things that go with that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, uh, a lot of cool things. So I appreciate you telling your story. I appreciate you coming on. Um, you've been like really generous with your time and I really, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So, but will you tell people how to find you where they, where they can get all your stuff? Oh, absolutely. So I'm, uh, I'm the happy health insurance guy. Yeah. Uh, you can find me online, the happy health insurance guy.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> I actually just started a TikTok. There's nothing there yet. But, you know, if you look at the Happy Health Insurance Guy, there'll be some blank channel. I have like four, yeah. four videos on YouTube. So I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah, any, yeah, yeah. Anywhere you Google the Happy Health Insurance Guy or just call me 801 687 9191. It's been my number for like 20 years. Oh, wow. Luckily, I kept that from the newspaper, transitioned it over. Everybody <laughs> knows 9191. But, yeah, but anywhere yeah. you look for the Happy Health Insurance Guy, you're going you're gonna to find me. Yeah. Well, don't, uh, don't, don't sleep on TikTok, man. You I know, know it's got to get on that. You know, it's surprise. Here's what I was surprised about when I, when I really learned to TikTok, we think that TikTok is like the, the gen, what is that? Z, gen right? something the, or you other, know, yeah. gen Z millennials, <laughs> things like that. But actually the majority of the people on TikTok are, are the, are like my parents' generation. Hmm. That's like 60%. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. You, I, I, I was like, I was like floored. I was like, dude, there's no way, but like that, that 25 and that's not my parents, but like the, like 75% of TikTok is like 25 to like that 45. Hmm. Like that's a majority of them. And I that's was like, interesting. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you see all the ads for like, you know, you, you ever hop on there and there's a bunch of ads for like, uh, like stuff that people, you know what I mean? Because if you're going to advertise on TikTok, you need somebody who's got discretionary income. Yeah. You know, you know, 17, 18, 20, 21 year olds, whatever, whoever's on there, they don't have like, if they wanted something, they, they don't have that kind of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're so still like, trying to uh, pay their, pay the rent yeah, for their portion just, of the apartment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what, you know what I mean? Yeah. So don't sleep on that, man. Get, get going. Yeah, on that. I definitely well, will. All right. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate it, Norman. And I appreciate everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Dalton.